What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's give them the bird. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Give Them the Bird podcast. My name is Haley, aka Bird. I'm a certified intuitive eating counselor and weight neutral health coach, and it's good to be back. (laughs) As many of you know, I took a week off this past week uh, from the podcast. I've been fairly open about the fact that I am feeling extremely overwhelmed, and much of that is related to a big event coming up in life. I'm getting married in less than a month, in like 26 days, and I guess I just, since I've never done this before, I didn't realize how much goes into the last month before a wedding. Like, that's when you're, you know, knocking out the details of the day, you're figuring out your timeline, you're in communication with everyone. People are starting to ask you a lot of questions about logistics, like, the bridal party is, the family is, and of course, it feels like it's all being directed towards moi, the bride. Um, On top of that, I am trying to like keep this podcast thing going, right? Because I really enjoy it and it's therapeutic for me. And on top of that, I feel fairly freaking busy and my day job. (laughs) So overwhelm is like mm, nine out of 10. Like I've been more overwhelmed, but it's pretty freaking high up there. And so last week, I just made the executive decision to not post an episode, the one episode I had ready to go. Oh, it was corrupted. (laughs) It was corrupted. I don't know what happened. I think I had made it. I had recorded it so long ago and I like went to process it and edit it and upload it. And it was like, we're sorry, your file is corrupted. And I was like, so is my life at this point in time. So I just decided instead of stressing out, I was going to take a week off. And it felt really good to just like not be on social media, not worrying about the podcast this past week. Um, and then today I was like, you know, I really want to do a wedding body update. Because if you've been around GTB long enough, you know that Episode number eight, way back in like November of 2020, a few months into starting the podcast, I released uh, Anti-Wedding Body, episode number eight. And it was kind of all about this idea, you know, the diet industry picking apart brides and making them feel this pressure to lose weight for their big day. Um, I say brides, it's brides, grooms, anyone getting married, but I specifically focused on brides because I think that's um, the glaring the glaring issue we see is is always women being asked like when are you going to how are you going to lose weight how are you going to fit into your dress all of that and looking back at that episode um i think i was in such a mindset of like empowering women in particular to push back and give the bird to the diet industry that um i didn't think that I, when I would, was eventually going to be engaged, like back then, I think if I had imagined myself now, I wouldn't expect myself to be super worried about my body image. But I proved myself wrong <laughs> because over the last nine months of being engaged, 
I have felt the exact opposite. I have felt hyper vigilant and very worried about my body image. And at first I wasn't going to be super open about it. And then I just decided, what the heck? This is literally GTB, being open and being honest and and sharing in the hopes that it helps others. So here we are. We're given a personal update on how I'm feeling a month in, yeah, less than a month. (laughs) Oh my gosh, getting married in less than a month, how I'm feeling about my body and just the process in general, what it's been like. Um, I do want to start out by saying that I think the dress shopping and like the dress alteration process for me it has been fairly positive because I live in a straight sized body. So I live in a body size where people are more likely to comment on my body in a positive way rather than a negative way. Not only that, but I can very easily find a dress in my size. So I think that privilege has really worked in my favor when it comes to the the experience of picking out a dress and working with someone to you know provide the alterations and all of that. Um, so I, I have to point that out. The dress shopping process, I honestly, people are surprised to hear this, but I actually went dress shopping for the first time alone and mostly because I, I just wanted to go and nobody was really available to go with me. But more than that, I really wanted to know what to expect and also be prepared to see myself in a dress before I had people like eyeballing my every curve in a dress, right? Before I felt like I was put on display, I wanted to know what I was going to feel like. I feel like sometimes I have this idea in my head that like, I'm just going to look 1000% amazing when I put something specific on, in this case, a wedding dress. And I remember the first time I put it on and I like wasn't blown away. And I'm glad that I did that alone because I think if I had been with other people and they had also had a similar reaction of like, oh, looks good, but like could be better. I think it would have really, I really would have torn myself apart. So the first time I went alone, um, I would recommend it if you feel comfortable going by yourself. I think it's just one of those really great opportunities to limit external input and external opinions and worry only about yourself, right? Like I didn't have to worry about what my sisters or my mom was going to say. Not that I was really worried about them anyways, because I have a great family. But you didn't have to worry about outsiders' opinions and them kind of nitpicking apart this piece of fabric that's laying on your body. So I would recommend if you feel comfortable with it, pick, going dress shopping the first time alone or even just like, like when I went in there, I was like, I'm probably not going to buy a dress today, but I just want to know what to expect. I want to experience this. I also wanted to have a little bit more of an idea of what I was looking for, but I think it was really helpful to just get comfortable with my body in that setting, in a setting that I'd never been in before because I'd never tried on a wedding dress before. So I liked going alone and I would highly recommend it if it's something that is available and um, comfortable for you. The second time I went dress shopping, I was with my mom and my two older sisters, and I'm very lucky that they are very supportive and very aware of some of my issues. (laughs) And I got really lucky because I did find a dress that day, and the young woman that was helping me was just a freaking gym. She really was great. She did not make any comments about my body. Again, said positive things about me. 
Um, but it also wasn't in a way that was like hyper fixating on, you know, oh, you look so good. You look so hot. Like it was a very, how do you feel in this dress? Like, how do you see yourself? And I, and I really valued that. My biggest concern going into finding a dress, it really was finding one that I was comfortable in. Um, I have learned over the last couple of years as I've gained some weight that if I am in clothes that are tight and uncomfortable, all I do is think about my body the whole entire time I'm in them. And that's the exact opposite of what I wanted to feel, right? That's the exact opposite of what and how I want to feel on my wedding day. I want to be able to take in everything that's going on around me, have conversations with people, feel excited, be like genuinely happy. And I cannot be genuinely happy, comfortable, social, etc. if I am uncomfortable. And I think I mentioned this in the closet clean out episode too when it came to jeans. Like it's so amazing to have jeans that are high-waisted that hug me in places where I don't feel like I'm pouring over the top because for me that's that's not comfortable. So finding a comfortable dress was top priority. And everybody has loved it when I've heard this, but or when they've heard this, but I literally put my dress through a twerk test. <laughs> like I did put it through a squat and a twerk test. And it's so amazing because the fabric is like a jersey crepe. So it's crepe, which is usually pretty thick and heavy but it's like a like kind of like when you think about jersey sheets like almost stretchy that way and um I wasn't even going to try it on but I did and the moment I put it on I was like this check marks all the boxes and I can sit twerk and squat in it absolutely sign me up and then I bought it off the rack and it was a it was literally a third or fourth of the price of my actual budget so I was like I'm getting lunch for everyone after this. <laughs> so again, the, the dress shopping experience was really fairly positive for me. And I think that had to do with the fact that I tried it out alone the first time, um, that I was with supportive people. And I I think that that, and, and I put my comfort first. So I think those were the three things, like going alone the first time, having people around me who are only going to uplift me and selecting a comfortable dress like comfort was my main priority I think it can be difficult though you know to find people that can support you because unfortunately I have heard horror stories from beautiful best friends of mine whose mothers or mother-in-laws or friends or whoever say terrible things about them when they're like they just pick them apart when they're in a dress and I think that's an awesome opportunity to practice setting a boundary and just saying like hey I am so excited for today and please don't comment on my body. Like either just say yay or nay or point out what you think might look better or might be more comfortable for me. But pick pinpointing out like you can literally see your roles in that or you have too much bra fat in that or you know, your butt looks disgusting, whatever it is, like, don't say stuff like that. And I know that we say that because we think like, oh, they want to know, we want to help them. Find a better fucking way to say it. Be a fucking good supporter, okay? So keeping that in mind, maybe setting a boundary before going into the dress shopping experience with other people to let them know, like, keep those comments to a minimum or say whatever you think might be helpful if you feel comfortable doing that. I think 
that's very, very, very important. Because <laughs> you un uncom unfortunately, you can't just be like, no, Aunt Rita, you're not coming with me because you're a bitch, <laughs> right? It's not, I, I realize there's like dynamics out there that I didn't realize were a thing before being involved in a wedding. Um, so set some boundaries, do what you can. I think that's really important. The dress shop actually had referred me to a seamstress who was like a couple towns over. And I went ahead and went with her because um, I remember the dress shop saying like, she's straightforward. She doesn't beat around the bush. Um, if you want something done and she can't do it, she's just going to tell you. Like that, that's my kind of woman. I like that. And I, I honestly wish that every single fucking bride could go to this woman. If you are in the Iowa City, Coralville, Cedar Rapids surrounding area, I would highly freaking suggest the sewing room in Tipton. Not only was Cynthia, like she wasn't a chatty Kathy, <laughs> which I personally appreciated. She was super efficient. She was professional. She told me that she doesn't like use the you should lose weight lingo like that a lot of alteration shops do. Um, I have a close friend of mine who heard the woman that did her dress alterations literally told her just like to eat less. Like, absolutely not. And I was really excited when Cynthia, she's like, you know, working on the pinning up like the, the length of the dress. And I'm like standing looking over her and she says something about, you know, I, I don't talk about that shit with my brides or whatever. And I like bent down and I was like, Cynthia, I love you for that. And I, I told her about the work that I do. So I want everyone to be able to go to her. She actually shared with me this like absolutely heartbreaking story of one bride whose whose mom came with her and she was literally commenting on her daughter's body like negatively right in front of her and Cynthia the seamstress she actually ended up respectfully telling her that she doesn't tolerate like that kind of talk in her shop and um, she tried to strategically schedule the follow-up appointment when the mom couldn't go because she asked the bride like in confidence about it and I just think the way that she went about it was so respectful and kind. And I think we all need an advocate like that. Like that is the kind of support that I wish we could find in all of the different fields and industries that tend to pick apart women's bodies. Like if we just had a Cynthia <laughs> in every single one of those stores, uh, we would probably see our bodies in such a different way. Um, so I really, really, really appreciated the dress alteration process for me because um, I just, I felt nothing but comfortable and, and beautiful really, to be honest. And again, I have to point out the fact that, yeah, I live in a straight sized body. So my body is more likely to get complimented positively rather than somebody that maybe doesn't live in my body size. But overall, I, I think that experience was really positive for me. I think this is another place where like if Cynthia had not been the way she was and instead had been a you know, diet culture spreader. <laughs> I think I that would have been an, another opportunity for me to gently set some boundaries. And typically my go-to is, yeah, I'm not really too concerned about, you know, what my body looks like. I really care more about my comfort or I'm not really into that whole diet stuff. Like I'm going to eat the same and move the same leading up to my wedding as I will afterwards or, you know, whatever it might be. I think we can all say and find something that feels comfortable for us. And I think doing it in a respectful way is very important. Um, but luckily I didn't have to do that. So 
one of my big tips I think I'm realizing going into this like wedding dress shopping and alteration season, we'll say, right? Wedding season, if you are someone who is going to be, have all eyes on you, so a bride or a groom, I think the first one is determine what you can say to set boundaries and determine that the people, determine who the people are that you might have to set boundaries with. So in the dress shop, when you're getting your alterations with the people who are coming with you to the dress shop, like keeping that in mind, like, you know what, I need to at least set some sort of boundary, lay the foundation, and that can be as strong and sturdy as don't comment on my body. I am a beat around the bush kind of person. I mean, I am, I don't like those people, (laughs) but I'm a beat around the busher. (laughs) And, um, I prefer to drizzle a little bit of humor on it and just saying like, yeah, I'm not really here for that shit. You know, like, like I said, I'm going to eat the same and move the same leading up to my wedding as I will afterwards. So setting boundaries is really key. And not only when it has to do with your body image, but a lot of other shit (laughs) that goes into wedding planning. So despite having a extremely comfortable and must I add affordable dress, I'm equally as proud of how affordable my dress was as um, how comfortable it is. So I felt, you know, really comfortable in it and I felt, I feel fairly confident in it. And honestly, like I just had my final dress fitting last week and like, I'm just going to fucking say it. And I don't know if this is a good or bad thing to say, but I feel hot as fuck. Like I texted my sisters and I texted Tyler and I was like, I look hot as shit. Like I feel so comfortable and good in it. And again, I think that the comfort piece leads to me feeling hot as fuck in it because like I can still quote unquote like the way I look, but if I'm really uncomfortable, it ain't it, it ain't it, right? So despite all that, I have still been struggling with my body image a lot over the last nine months. And I think that serves as a good reminder that you can have everything and everyone working in your corner like I have, very fortunately, and yet you can still feel really self-conscious and be filled with a lot of worry about what your body is going to look like, right? And this is for any occasion, any season in life, but especially when it comes to a wedding. Um, one particular body image area that I have been hyper-focused on and like a little bit worried on has been my cellulite. And yes, we know, I know, everyone has it. I know that. But one of the photos that my sister took at the dress shop, it looked like you could see my cellulite through it. And I just felt really uncomfortable with this. Like, cellulite on my legs has always been I've just always been very self-conscious of my lower body because it's always been um like bigger than in most people's that I'm surrounded by and then the cellulite part that comes with it and so when I was able to see that I was like oh my god this dress is so comfortable but it's so comfortable because it's so thin and yada 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 and my sister had told me like it didn't actually look like that in real real life I don't know why it showed up like that in the picture but I have just been very worried about being able to see my cellulite through my dress, whether or not you actually can or not. And so because of that, I decided to purchase and wear some flexible shapewear under the dress. And I don't even know if like shapewear is the right term. It's basically like a slip. Um, You know, it's very silky. There's legs in it. Like it's like a biker short situation and it goes up really high to my boobs. Um, So it doesn't, I don't think it actually like shapes my body. But it just feels like a little extra support. And I actually had a conversation about getting shapewear with my therapist because I almost felt guilty for doing it. And I think it's because I feel very strongly about dismantling like 
diet culture and the diet industry and part of that comes with all these different products that they try to sell women in order to change their body shape and size and make them more appealing and all of this. And so I felt guilty that I was perpetrating that and buying into those beliefs. And my therapist is really awesome. And she helped me to realize that my comfort really is my top priority, especially on this day. And that comfort in this situation means both physically feeling comfortable in my body, but also being comfortable with other people's eyes being on me. And I knew that I would not feel comfortable with people looking at me if I had this fear that my cellulite was showing through. Um, And if I wasn't comfortable with that and or not actually comfortable like in my body in this dress, like physically comfortable, I... It would, it would take away from the experience. Like think about any situation, whether it's been something big like a wedding or something, you know, small, like going out to eat with friends where you are so worried about what your body is looking like, like what they're seeing when they look at you, that it takes away from the experience. You don't act yourself, right? You try to make yourself as less noticeable as possible, right? So not, you don't talk a lot. You don't move a lot. You don't laugh a lot, right? You don't conversate a lot. And I did not want that. Like I wanted that to be the last thing that I worried about. I want to feel comfortable with people looking at me. I want to feel good in what I'm wearing. And again, my therapist really helped me to kind of balance the two ideas and um, helped me with like this moral dilemma that I, that I felt I was in. And ultimately, I came to this decision of like, I can wear whatever the fuck I want and that my comfort is top priority. And if for some godforsaken reason, someone has an issue with that, well, I won't know about it because they probably won't have an issue with it. <laughs> but um, I think I think that was something. And and I think the, the takeaway for that is like doing what you need to do for yourself when it comes to events like this. And if you're familiar with intuitive eating, this is actually one of the recommendations that Evelyn and Elise provide for principle number eight, which is body respect. It used to be this idea of like letting go of the idea of weight loss and changing your body size for big events. But I think that they've um, they've met us in the middle with it and they've kind of taken a gray area approach and they now say, do what you need to do for yourself for big events. Um, again, for me, that means wearing a dress that is extremely comfortable and managing my comfort when it comes to knowing people are going to be looking at me. And if that means wearing something that helps me feel a little bit more supported, I'm all fucking about it. I have also noticed like some old habits coming out to play over the last few months. And I know for me, it is just because of stress. Like my stress is pretty high right now. Again, from wedding planning, which I will say, I hate saying that I feel stressed because I really enjoy the wedding planning process. Like it's been a fun bit of like creativity but also I I like I am type A like I like structure I have spreadsheets <laughs> I like budgeting and all of that so the wedding planning process though it's feeling stressful it's also really fun so I just want to make that clear and let people know like I have been enjoying it um, but it has been stressful and on top of that you know my other stressors are things like trying to keep up with this podcast and managing work and family stuff so Whenever I'm stressed, my mind's protective behavior is to control my body. And this is pretty common for folks, but it's something that I I at least know that I fall into this bucket. And 
when I know that and having that awareness, it's a lot easier to call it out and and name it rather than fall deeply into it. So when I am stressed, the first thing that typically happens is I try to gain a sense of control through controlling my body. Um, and in this situation, it just so happened that on top of being already very stressed, I'm, I'm getting married. <laughs> so the pervasive body thoughts have been a little bit stronger, I think, than normal. And because of that, I have reverted back to some old habits. And I recently told my therapist that I have, I've never been so up and down when it comes to my body image before. Like, I feel like my body image right now is so fragile that it's literally shifting on a day-to-day basis. Like, one day I will wake up and feel absolutely terrible, and then the next day I'll be fine, and then the next day I'll be terrible again. And typically it would be like I'd feel okay for an extended period of time and maybe have a couple days where it really dips pretty low, but then I would work my way back up and I'd be pretty steady. Now I literally remember telling her like, I feel like my body image is giving me whiplash, <laughs> like I cannot keep up with it. Um So that has been something new to deal with, like the back and forth. And for a bit there, I really did convince myself that if I could just lose some weight, I wouldn't be so stressed, right? And we do this all the freaking time. Like how often do we say, if I could just lose the weight, if I could just drop some some pounds or whatever, if I could just change my body shape and size, I won't be as worried. I won't be as stressed. I won't be as uncomfortable, right? But we know damn well that our body size changing isn't actually going to cure our anxieties and our discomfort. And so over and over and freaking over again, I honestly have been reminding myself of that. Um, And I've also been meeting myself in the middle, right? And that's this idea of like, you don't necessarily have to go straight to love and positivity when it comes to your body. But I'm also trying not to put up with the really pervasive negative thoughts about my body. I'm really trying to work on the neutrality piece. Like this is what it is. I'm seeing this situation for what it is. And that's that. And that, and it's okay. I'm not judging it as good or bad. Um, I'm also feel like I'm meeting myself in the middle when it comes to my behaviors. I, I am continuing to exercise regularly in a way that I enjoy And I'm also continuing to eat foods that are, you know, both nutrient dense and satisfying to me. And though I did for a bit feel like I was restricting some carbs and sugar and and whatnot, I really haven't been doing that a lot. And I also haven't burnt myself out on exercise. And for that, I feel super freaking proud because, again, we talk about this a lot with like the cycle of dieting where, you know, we... All of a sudden, something happens that makes us want to change our body shape and size. So we restrict our food intake. And a lot of times in conjunction with that, we rev up the exercise. And eventually we get burnout on that. And we talk about with food, like we'll binge, right? And with exercise, it's the opposite. We'll just completely stop. And then we know the cycle goes and it goes and it goes. And I haven't felt that. And I think that's really, really positive. And I'm really proud of myself for it. You know, even though I have notice some of you know the tendency of wanting to eat less food or wanting to run more or you know burn more calories or whatever I haven't hit my breaking point and for that I'm really I'm I'm really thankful and I'm really proud of myself because like my therapist said like it's no freaking wonder regardless of how much I know that it's not okay to try to restrict and lose weight for a wedding 
we can't help the fact that like all freaking eyes are going to be on us and like meeting myself where I'm at with it has been really important and I just feel really proud of myself for um, not not jumping off the edge. I was close there for a bit, but I'm I'm still here. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that feels that feels really really good. Um, I will say another area of body image that has surged in the last few months has been my body checking. And for those of you who don't know, body checking is like when we we check our body. We that could be literally looking in a mirror and picking it apart or like checking out our reflection when we walk by a window. It can also be comparing our body to somebody else's. So it's basically just like judging and sizing up our body, um, determining what parts of it we do and don't like. Specifically, I would say it's we especially focus on the not so pleasant things that we don't like about our body, right? Um, for me, body checking is way up and more specifically, naked body checking. Um, I have noticed, so typically my day looks like I wake up, I work out at a gym that's on my way to work, and then I shower and get ready at work. Well, I, I get ready in like the small bathroom and the locker room area in the, the wellness suite where I work. And it's a, it's a small bathroom, but there is a mirror there. And just naturally when I'm getting like putting on lotion and, you know, putting on my face stuff, for one, I'm naked. And for two, I stand right in front of the mirror. And so I would like catch myself in the mirror and start picking it apart. And I would notice that like minutes and minutes would go by of me just doing that very pervasive body checking where, you know, we're pinching our body fat and we're doing all these things to try to manipulate the way that our body looks. Um, and I cut that out. Like that is not, that is not necessarily a middle ground thing where I've been like, okay, I can do it two times a day and that's it. Like, nope. I said, I'm not doing that anymore. Like removing all body checking right now feels like a bit too much, but the whole naked nude body checking, it's literally only hurting me. And it is so fucking mean. Like how terrible is it to stand in front of a mirror and wish away, like literally physically pinch our skin and pull it away and try to mold our bodies into more attractive figures like that. I just, I just felt I had like a breaking point with myself and I told my therapist, like, I'm done with that shit. Like it's literally, it ruins everything for me. My day feels like shit. I'm not as productive. I'm, I'm not as effective as a weight neutral health coach. I'm, I'm, it's literally feels terrible when I do that. So Body checking, yes, is up, but the nude body checking, I have just, I've cut it out cold turkey. Um, and the way that I've done it is, again, that awareness piece, obviously I'm aware of it because I'm noticing that it's a problem. So when I am, it's really for me, it's just in the mornings when I'm getting ready at work. If I notice it, I physically will say, nope, and I'll step aside. <laughs> like I literally would go, nope, not today, birdie, and I'll get out of the mirror or I'll turn around. Um... And I have to, I, I'm holding myself accountable and I'm making myself do that because I know nothing fucking good has come out of me standing in front of the mirror, pinching my body. Nothing has could, good has come out of it. Like, not at all. So I have cold turkey cut that shit out. And I think that is serves as another reminder that whenever you are getting ready for a, any sort of big event or, you know, just body image in general awareness is key. Sometimes we don't even know that we're doing this like really pervasive, harmful 
shit, these habits and these behaviors, like, like body checking, like thinking exercise is needed and when we eat more food than we intended. You know, all of these different things, like if we can just start to notice those things, that's step number one. Step, step number two is deciding to do something else. And for me, when it comes to this like naked body checking, it's literally removing myself from that situation by turning around or moving aside. And I think that that is just very, very, very helpful to do. And um, it might be too, or if you are someone who is in the process of getting married or, you know, about to go on vacation, right? Like this is true. Even when we think about like summer bodies, that shit's starting to come out, right? Because it's springtime. Think about what do I need to do for myself to feel most comfortable at XYZ on this day, whatever. And can I start to notice and be prepared for what negative body image behaviors I might fall into? Because I think that many of us who are maybe listening to this, you know, you probably know certain things that you do. Whatever your like go-to negative body image behaviors are, that shit's going to come out when you're stressed and when there's maybe something big coming up. So I think if you can just expect those, you can be a little bit more like vigilant when it comes to being aware of those and noticing them. And then you can feel way more prepared to reverse them, to deal with them, to move through them and work with them than if you're kind of like me where you're like, oh no, girl, I got this figured out. Like I'm not going to be self-conscious or worry about my body at all. Like rainbows and fucking unicorns. And then you plan the wedding, you get the dress and you're like, shit, I really overestimated how good I would feel about myself. So I think being realistic, meeting yourself in the middle is really, really important. And if you are aware of yourself and if you've been working to create this healthy relationship with your mind and your body, that becomes a lot, a lot easier. So I think some of my big takeaways, again, are stick with comfort when it comes to the actual dress. Surround yourself with supportive people. Be prepared to set some boundaries and find boundary setting that works best for you. Again, if you are like a hell no, we ain't going there, mama, do it. If you are more of a subtle sprinkle on some humor kind of gal, that's okay too. But find a way of boundary setting that works best for you. Be able to recognize what old habits you might fall back into and just be on the lookout for them. Again, not hypervigilant. We don't want to be, I mentioned this in the um, the last episode of, we don't want to be so like hypervigilant about hurting our body image that we create this like self-fulfilling prophecy or where we take away from the wedding planning process, right? Like I don't, I didn't want to be so focused on my body image and not hurting my body image that it took away from the joy I experienced in planning the wedding, if that makes sense. So be prepared and kind of be on the lookout for those things. That way you can have a plan in place for if and when those old, not so helpful habits maybe start to reemerge for whatever you're doing, (laughs) whether it's a wedding, whether it's a vacation, whether it's a graduation, whatever it might be, keep that in mind. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of GTB. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. You can also share this podcast on Instagram and tag me at Give Them the Bird Podcast. I will see you back here next week for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.